Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, it's official, isn't it? There's no going back now. Joe Biden is officially the president of the United States, so there's that. It's a Wednesday. Welcome into the broadcast, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. You can find us all over the place. We appreciate you very much. We have a big show to get to. We have a lot to talk about today with the inauguration and how do we move forward. I know today is a very emotional day for many individuals, myself included. However, as you know, the way that I like to portray things is you step away from the emotion, we think about it logically, and we figure out how to come back the way we do uh, all the time because we are not quitters. We are not, uh, we don't just give up and we continue to fight. So that's what we're going to do. Now we need to think about it logically to make that happen. And I think we can. I am still excited about this year. I am still excited about our future. I am still excited for what's to come just in a little bit different way. It's a ongoing 3D chessboard that we have to continuously adapt it to when it comes to the world of politics. So I'm seeing some comments. Cheer me up, Andy. Don't worry. I got some optimism for you, and we'll get to all of it coming on the show today. So thanks for hanging out with us today on a Wednesday, your post-post-Monday, your pre-pre-Friday, as we talk about what to do next. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Selwyn Duke. We've had him on the show before. Wonderful guy. He is with New American Magazine and a political analyst. We'll have him on the program to talk about the left side of the aisle the incitement of violence from the left side of the aisle and where we go from here to try and unite the country or can we unite the country. So we'll talk about that with him here in just a little bit. You can find us all over social media, although we are not broadcasting live streaming on all of these social media because of these certain bands, but we are still on YouTube right now, on Twitch right now, and somewhat on Twitter right now. You can find all of our social media at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason, or online at HoosierReason.com, which we also have the live stream as well. So first and foremost, let's go ahead and do something here and let's uh, let's take a breather, shall we? Oh, it didn't work here. Let's try it again. Let's do a tester here, shall we? Ah, there we go. Yeah, namaste as we try to just clear our heads from what happened today. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Let's think about it for a second. Joe Biden is officially the 46th president of the United States. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Let's figure out what we do here, shall we? Now, he called for a moment of unity in his uh, inaugural speech. A moment of unity. No more do we need to worry about white supremacy because that side lost under Donald Trump. So you're still a white supremacist. We need to have unity. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Let's figure out how to find unity while you're still a white supremacist, and we're going to shut you down. We're going to take away your firearms. If you you heard in the inaugural speech, he mentioned we're going to make our communities and our schools a safer place. So we're going to take your firearms away. Deep breath in. And deep breath out. As we continue on with our meditation, trying to calm ourselves down. And I will tell you what. I am okay with uniting. Let me explain. 
I'm okay with unity, Joe Biden. If you truly want to, as you mentioned, to get rid of the the red versus the uh, the red versus the blue, the right versus the left, the conservative versus the liberal. If you want to get rid of that mantra and you want to unite as a nation again, bring harmony to the country the way that you claim. I am willing to look past all of the things that you've said against minorities saying that you don't want your kids in a racial jungle back during the segregation times. I will look past the things that you said about having nice little children rub your hairy legs in the pool and then sit on your lap. I will look past the times that you said that poor kids are just as bright and as just as smart as white kids. I will look past, <laughs> and yes, those are real direct quotes from Joe Biden. I will look past all of that, and I will bring unity, and I will work with you, Joe Biden, on unity and uniting this country if... You work with me on a few things. How about that? And take a note, Republicans, because this is how you need to start acting instead of just caving in and, well, nothing we can do and do the best we can. So listen up, Republicans. This is how we unite. Joe Biden, I'm willing to unite with you. If, number one, immediately, on day one today, you open up all businesses after COVID-19. You open everything up, up 100% open. No restrictions, no regulations, no quarantine, no, no social, all of it open right now. You do that, willing to unite, all right. In fact, he went the opposite direction, one of his executive or orders, which I do have the first 17 executive orders that he signed today. And he, uh, I, I will read those here in just a little bit, but one of them was the 100-day mask challenge because the 200 days prior to last year <laughs> obviously did so much well. We need another 100-day mask challenge. So that's Joe Biden's response to COVID because Donald Trump handled it horribly, so he's just going to do a 100-day mask challenge for the nation. Way to go there, buddy. All right, so uh, I'm willing to work with you, though. Willing to unite, willing to find compromise if you open up businesses immediately. Number two, you lower tax rates on everybody. Corporations, individuals, 10% cap on individuals and corporations across the board. A flat tax for everybody. You do that, I'm willing to work with you. How about dismantle every single agency and every single department in the federal government? We don't need the bureaucratic state. We need to work on it ourselves. The House of Representatives, that's their duty. The Senate, that's their duty to actually deal with issues, not the department, not the agencies. All of them completely gone. Dismantle them. I'm willing to compromise with you. If you set term limits for every single politician to two terms total with no chance of running for a different seat just to stay in public office, I will work with you, Joe Biden. If you set term limits not only for the politician, but the aides and the assistants and even the heads of the secretaries and uh, the agencies and departments, all of them, if you set term limits for them so they cannot continue on the progressive agenda after the politician leaves, if you haven't dismantled the agency or department yet, I'll work with you. I will work alongside you and unite with you. If you repeal every restriction that you have on the Second Amendment, outside of it saying that you have the right to keep and bear arms, period, end of story, uh, if you get rid of all the other restrictions, Joe Biden, I will work with you. I will work with you and compromise my values to work alongside you for unity. If you publicly apologize for the support and the continued endorsement of Antifa and Black Lives Matter over the last years of mass destruction across this nation, the true domestic terrorists across this nation, burning down car dealerships, looting Kmarts and Targets, by burning down private buildings, by attacking people in the middle of the street who are trying to defend their business. If you apologize for their support at all, I will support you, and we can work together for unity. 
If you publicly apologize for the demonization of Donald Trump, of every Republican and every Trump supporter and Republican voter across this nation, and you apologize for calling them deplorables and racist and bigots and white supremacists and sexists and racists and everything of the sort, if you apologize publicly for that, I can work with you. If you cap all federal spending to no more than 10% of the GDP with federal government spending, right now we're at 20 25%, whatever it is, it's absolutely astronomical. Right now we cannot create enough growth in this nation to compensate for the spending the federal government has. If you cap that back to 10% of the GDP total, Joe Biden, I will work with you. If you, fill all, if you actually fulfill the request for all the states to do a statewide election database audit and audit the entire election over the last three elections. If you do that with a private company without the federal, I will work with you, Joe Biden, and I will compromise. And we can work together and find unity. Oh, wait a second. You're not going to do any of those things, are you? Now, if you even did one of those, I'd congratulate you and pat you on the back. If you did all those, I would stand side by side with you, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, if you did those things. But wait a second, that's not what you want to do. You want to take the guns away. You want to increase the taxes. You want to punish the rich people. You want to shut the businesses down. You want to continue to spend more of the GDP. You want to increase the bureaucratic state. You want to continue to do uh, non-investigative work on the elections to make sure they're running smoothly. Oh, wait, you want to do all those things. Sorry, can't unify with you. Can't do it. Unity, right? America, under the American flag, all unity. After you've abused us, you've attacked us, you've silenced us, now you want us to be unified. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Now, message to Republicans right now, and listeners, listen up. If you're an elected official, and I know you listen all over the country, especially here in the state of Kansas, I know you listen to this program. Listen up. Do not cave or back down. The Republicans have a nice, long, wonderful history of being spineless, and when it comes down to it, they vote for things, or they just don't vote, or they try and vote against it only when they know it's safe to do so, when it can still go through, but to actually stand up and make some changes and do a drastic change in Washington, D.C., you are absolutely terrible at doing it. That's what Donald Trump did, and that's why 45 million people, or I'm sorry, 55, or I'm sorry, 75 million people, you know, see how the number continuously increases? Uh, what did Mitt Romney get? Like maybe 45, 50 million votes? Donald Trump got 75 million votes across this nation, not counting the ones that got tossed out or shredded or thrown into big pools. 75 million votes in this nation, shattering records for any presidential election in history. Now, they say Joe Biden got 80, but we still call shenanigans on that one. And for that comment, I'll probably get silenced on the social media. But Donald Trump created a movement where 75 million people turned up to vote for the guy. In minority communities, in the women demographic, in all age groups demographic, all over the board. And if Republicans think, well, gee, now we can just forget about the last four years and just kind of let it fade off into the distance. There was a piece out of the Atlantic and the coming Republican amnesia, how the GOP will recover from the Trump era, pretend it never happened. They want it to be like Germany after World War II or this, oh, we don't have that time in our history books. We don't know what is wrong. That's the way that they want the Republicans to act, and that's why some Republicans are wanting to act that way. Let's forget about the last four years. Trump was terrible for the movement, was terrible for the party, was terrible for the country. We can get back to business as normal. And guess what? If you do that, you will never get those voters back. You will ne More Republicans showed up, non-Republicans, independents, even some Democrats showed up to vote for Donald Trump because of what he created, to fight fights that politicians never wanted to fight 
to do things in D.C. that politicians never wanted to do, to do them on a time frame that politicians never thought possible because, well, it's government work. We can set a 10-year plan and we can continue to work on it. And if we take a few steps back, we'll just say that we're losing behind. If we start advancing, we'll slow it down a little bit. So it's an ongoing plan. So that way they continuously elect me so I can continuously, quote unquote, work on it. If you shun the Republican movement now, you will never get them back and you will never win an election again. I'm just throwing it out there. We need that movement. Now is the time for the Republican Party, nationally, RNC, and every state party, the Kansas Republican Party, the Nebraska Republican Party, the New York Republican Party, the California Republican Party, the Texas Republican Party, uh, everywhere where people are listening, every state party that organizes the elections, that organizes people getting registered, that organizes people with boots on the ground locally for local races, for city council, county commissions, state legislative seats, and U.S. congressional delegate seats, all of them that have state Republican Party working, you cannot shun the conservatives. You cannot attack the ones that tried to contest the Electoral College. You cannot go after the Republicans that tried to vote against the impeachment. You cannot attack the senators that say they don't want a trial against Donald Trump. Because if you go that way and if your party sets that kind of tone, you will lose that support, you will lose the voters, and you will never get it back. You'll go back to the time where Mitt Romney got a whole 45 million votes. and like, hey, we did it! Well, he lost miserably. He had one of the lowest voter turnouts because he was a moderate rhino mush that nobody liked. Nobody liked him. He's a nice guy. We like him personally. But politically, he's a rhino, he's a mush, and no one cared for him. And he had one of the lowest Republican voter turnouts in Republican history. And that's the direction the party wants to be like, well, let's just go back to that. Let's just forget the last four years happened. I'm telling you, that is the dumbest thing to do. And you can't do it. So all the listeners right now who are political activists who want to make the party better, now's the time for you to set the tone for your party, for you to get engaged, for you to run, be part of the county Republican Party, be part of the state Republican Party, be part of the party itself, set the tone for it. Do not let them kill off this momentum. We have a long fight ahead to fight against socialism and progressivism, and we can't do it if the party's broken and people walk away. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. So I had a message saying, Andy, your accent, by the way, sounded absolutely terrible. I'm sorry. Working on that a little bit. It's your German sounded Russian. I guess. Need to work on that one a little bit. I can't do a whole lot of accents. I can do a couple. I can do Irish. Apparently, I can do Russian. The German is just not very good, y'all. Maybe that was a little bit better. I don't know. Welcome into the show. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. So as we look forward to moving forward, can we find unity in the nation? Look, I set the grounds. I set the terms on what I'm willing to unify with. If you're not with down with you, our platform, then I'm not going to unite with you, dude. We're not going to do it uh, because they want they don't want to get together and find common ground. Like we said before, they're here to rub the salt in the wound and say, we won. We now have both chambers and the presidency. We are going to do everything that uh, is opposite of President Donald Trump. And if you don't like it, then oh well, because you're the problem. You need to be re-educated. You need to be rebooted, reprogrammed, all these other. I mean, the ridiculous comments now is that every Trump supporter now needs to be re-educated and deprogrammed, quote unquote, because we're the white supremacists. We're just uneducated. We're just the hillbillies. Mm hmm. And that's what they want. So I'm not quite ready to unify with that. Sorry. And if you want to unify, then you can listen to our issues where we're concerned about voter fraud. We're concerned about the high, the big government. We're concerned about the bureaucratic state. We're concerned about the corruption. We're concerned about the self-interest. We don't want any of that. And until you address those things, which you're not, then I'm not going to side with you. So we're going to continue to be political enemies. The problem is what do we do next? Because uh, if the voter fraud is that bad to where we could have 75 million people turn out and still not win an election and they can still fraud it out of you, then what do you do? Do you really trust the system? There are people that voted for the very first time this election than ever before. And if they voted and they before their entire life said, well, voting doesn't matter. My voice doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. It's, it's not going to change anything. And then finally, someone like Donald Trump comes back and says, oh, hey, uh, watch this. I'm going to change things. And they're like, wow, look at this. And they actually showed up and they voted and then it gets frauded away from them. Do you really think you're going to be able to bring them back to the table? It was tough enough to get them to the table the first time or to the voting booth the first time. And now you got to work to get them back. The only way you're going to salvage them is if you say, yeah, we know you're pissed off. We know you're upset. We know that you're fuming with what's going on. You don't want the corruption in D.C. You're tired of the government not properly representing you. You're tired of them looking for their self-interest. You're tired of them looking out for other people and claiming you're, you're terrible because you're a certain skin color or a certain gender or your certain sexual preference. And therefore, you're the epitome of just the bad person in society. We know you're upset. We're going to represent you and we're going to come back and we're going to change the system to where it benefits you, the, the American people, regardless of your identity politics, because the identity politics is crap. And if you have a party that runs that way and says that, do you realize how many people are going to be jumping in from all walks of life? Do you realize how many people are going to be on board with that? Yeah. 
When we come back, we have Selwyn Duke on, but I do want to address just real briefly some of the conspiracy theories out there, the conspiracy theorists. And as you know, I love conspiracy theories. I'm all about listening and entertaining. Now you know this is the show called The Voice of Reason, and we bring reason and common sense, and we try to break things down based on fact and common sense and knowledge. But I enjoy conspiracies because they're entertaining, for one, and I'll entertain them for as long as I have because a lot come true, and a lot happen. But there was really the big one about the whole election that, you know, the uh, the military is going to be in and arrest everybody in the QAnon thing. And I entertained QAnon, I, and I haven't actually even talked about this on the show a whole lot. Never necessarily believed it, but I entertained it. And I said to a lot of my friends who are big QAnon people that if it was going to happen, then great. I'd be delightfully entertained. If not, I'm not going to bank on it, nor was I going to think that it was actually going to happen or plan on it because that's just putting all the eggs in one basket and never planning on anything else, which is not my style because that's a really dumb thing to do. And I will say, though, that trying to run off the QAnon people out of the party, like Ben Sass and other moderate hack Republicans have done by writing and saying that they need to go because they're dangerous, that's not a good thing because you know what? Sometimes conspiracies bring faith and hope to people. Hope that they can, something's going to be handled that's kind of out of their hands. What I've learned from this, however, is that you can entertain it and you can get some ideas to build a movement off, but yet nothing's going to get changed unless you do it yourself. You're not going to wait on some anonymous person to take care of it for you. We got to do it ourselves. And guess what? That's what we're going to do here on the show. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time as we are the fastest hour of radio on radio. As we are your millennial general reporting for duty. And we have a long battle ahead of us, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue to fight for the conservative values and try and stop the craziness that's going on in the world today, for sure, as they call for unity. <laughs> After the last four years, it's, I, I laid out my terms. I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to unite with you. As long as you like don't do anything progressive or liberal in any way, shape, or form, then I'm totally down with uniting with you. There are a lot of very emotional people today. I get it, and it's all right, you know, but we can still... Have our moment of peace, ladies and gentlemen. We can still do our meditation for a minute. Breathe in. Just remember that Joe Biden doesn't know the color red. Breathe out. 
remember that he's not going to be in office long because then we're going to have Kamala Harris that's going to like trip him down the stairs or something here soon. Breathe in. <laughs> Breathe out. Let's get to our next guest as we talk about the latest and what's trending. What do you say? What's trending today? I'm excited to have him back on the program. It's been a little bit. He was a great guest last time we had him on, so we had to do it again. He is a writer for The New American. He also writes for The Hill, The Observer, and The American Conservative, American Thinker, and so many other great publications. You can find him on Twitter at Selwyn Duke. It's Mr. Selwyn Duke hanging out with us here today. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing just fine. How are you, Andy? It's uh, great to be with you. Yeah, it's good to be uh, have you back on the program. It's good to, great to have you back. It's a crazy time today for sure as we have officially gone through the transition. And it was an interesting play today where the entire message was unity. Let's all come together. But by the way, I'm still going to call you a white supremacist if you voted for Trump because we got rid of white supremacy today as we transition to power. So at the same time calling us names and degrading us, we need to all just come together and sing Kumbaya. Yeah, yeah, it's really something. Well, I'm just sitting here, Andy, and I'm all ready to accept the Joe Biden presidency in just the same way that the left accepted the Trump presidency <laughs> in 2017. How does that sound? That's fair, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think they accepted fair. the Trump presidency, right? It's not like we had years of riots, did we? It's not like they complained, did they? It's not like they said, oh, Trump is an illegitimate president. They didn't do that, did they? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, it just so ridiculous. You know, when they call for unity, they're talking about the kind of unity that a slave maybe has with his master. That's the kind of unity they want. They just want us to kneel down and kiss the ring. That's the bottom line. And you can see it because everything they do actually is designed to divide us in essence, despite the superficial talk about unity. I mean, calling people on the right names, calling us white supremacists, saying that we're a clear and present danger to the republic, using cancel culture against us, kicking us off social media. They did that to President Trump. And, you know, I don't know if you want to discuss my article about that, but I wrote about this recently. I said, look, what the left is really doing is, is they're further dividing us. And in essence, they're stoking civil war. Yep. And the example I used was that, well, if you have two spouses in a marriage, right, and they increasingly live separate lives, they're socializing with different circles of friends, right? They're eating dinner apart. They're watching TV in separate rooms. And also they're avoiding substantive discussion because they find it impossible to talk matters out. Well, wouldn't you think they were heading for a breakup? Yeah. All right. Well, in essence, that's what the left is doing to us. They're pushing us into different spheres. And what I mean is that it used to be that Americans were divided by party, but they would basically socialize otherwise. They might go to the same social clubs, they would go to the same churches, so on and so forth. But now with cancel culture, the left is pushing us apart more and more. Now they don't want conservatives on Twitter and on the rest of big tech, right? So whereas before, maybe we had some discussions with the left and I know that these discussions weren't always fruitful because you cannot reason a man out of a position he has not reasoned himself into, but at least people were talking, and maybe you could reach a few hearts and minds. But if we're on completely different social platforms now, if we're operating in different spheres, then there's no talk at all, is there? And there's a simple rule in life. If people cannot talk things out, they're left to fight things out. And the left is ensuring, for this reason and many others, that we cannot talk things out. 
No, we can't talk things out because they are so divisive. And you're right, they've created this culture, which is exactly what I want to talk about. I mean, what's the future here look like? Are we going to be able to mend those bonds and find common ground again? Or are they stoking it to the point to where there's going to be more? I mean, I said it from the day after the protests that happened in Washington, D.C., the mostly peaceful protests that happened in Washington, D.C., as the media called them that for the last couple of years, is that we're frustrated, we're upset about a certain thing that we won't even acknowledge or they don't want to acknowledge. They want to brush it under the table. They want to brush it under the rug. They want to pretend it didn't happen. And if you talk about it, you're a crazy, wild conspiracy theorist rather than saying, you know what, you have concerns. Let's look at this. And then that way, at the end of all the audits or the investigations, and we can come to a conclusion and everybody can be happy. We don't do that. So now you're just a crazy radical and a domestic terrorist, by the way. So we're just going to cast you off of social media. You're not allowed to be around us. We're going to put the military around us to, to protect us. And that's supposed to ease the tensions. I, I said it the day after is that unless we start addressing these things, that type of thing is going to happen again and even more drastic, unfortunately, until our, our concerns are actually heard here. That's going to start or, as you mentioned, stoke a civil war. I mean, I'm concerned it's going to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, the left doesn't want us talking about the stolen election, and it was stolen. I know that for a fact. I can't necessarily prove it, but I know it. They don't want us talking about it for the same reason why a thief never wants his theft talked about. Because if you start talking about it, it can be exposed, and then the thief can be held to account, right? And also, the thief wants to be able to steal again in the future with impunity. And that's exactly what's going on here. I mean, the left stole this election. And it was a blatant theft. So if it's looked in at all, I mean, the whole thing can blow up in their faces. And also, they want to be able to replicate this deal in the future. And they can do that. That's maybe what a lot of people are not comprehending completely right now. This was the jump-the-shark version of vote fraud. That's how blatant it was. And they know now that no matter who the Republican is running, they can simply replicate this steal votes on a massive scale in a handful of blue cities, heavily populated cities in blue states such as Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia. Georgia's not really a blue state, but it's got Atlanta there. They can do that, and they can swing any election just by swinging those swing states. So that's what's going on. But, you know, talking about uniting, it's not just that they're pushing us, the left is, into different spheres. It's that, Andy, we're also divided on fundamental issues, okay? It's not just that you say potato and I say potato. We're divided on life. Does life matter? When does life begin? Can you kill the being in a woman's womb? Is that okay? We're divided on marriage. What is marriage? We're divided on sexuality, which is a very significant thing. We're divided on the nature of human sex itself, with the left saying, well, a boy can be a girl if he just wills it. These are fundamental differences. We're divided on faith. Yeah. Yeah, private property. We're divided on faith. The left is very, very atheistic. In a de facto sense, virtually every atheist is, uh, I'm sorry, virtually every leftist is an atheist. On the right, we tend to be more faith-oriented. So you can go right down the list, and it's not as if these are just little differences that can be smoothed over. And that's why the left actually is making no effort to smooth them over. What is the left really doing here? Well, it says unity because that's the marketing aspect of it, like when Joe Biden espoused that today. But really, they're pushing us towards civil war, like we said, with this behavior, with rubbing our nose and what's going on, with calling us names. But do they really think that this is going to degenerate into civil war? No. What they're thinking about is this, Andy. 
They figure that what they're affecting now is a pacification effort. I pointed this out in 2012 already. What we're experiencing is a pacification effort. That's what you see in the wake of a successful war. The winning side tries to pacify the land that's been conquered. It tries to stamp out all remaining opposition. That's what the left has been doing for a long time. And the left figures that it can completely affect this pacification effort before we can mount an effective defense. That's really what's going on here. That's the left's assumption. And I don't know that that assumption is totally sound, number one. Now, number two, the left also, because it's childish by its very nature, I have said, and I don't just say this to take a shot at the left, I'm not being hyperbolic, but leftists are overgrown children. Because of that, they lack impulse control. So they really can't help themselves. They want complete power, and they want it right now. Now, if they were smart, and by the way, I can say this, everyone, because the left, one, probably won't hear me, and two, even if they did, there's not the remotest chance they'd listen. If the left were smart, you know what they would say? They would say, listen, we've been controlling the levers of the culture for a very long time. Academia, the media, entertainment, we control now virtually all of big business, all of big tech, and we have, for 100 years at least, been pulling society rapidly to the left. All we have to do is continue that process, and we're going to have all the power. Yep. We're going to have the whole thing. But instead, because they lack impulse control, what they're doing now is they're trying to boil the frog too fast, to use that metaphor. And that risks provoking the frog into jumping out of the frying pan. And that's very well what may happen here, because obviously, you know, this is ridiculous with what's being imposed upon us, and we see it now. We've seen a lot of states, a lot of people talking in recent times about secession as a real possibility. And that movement is only going to grow as the left continues in this vein, and it won't stop. I can assure you of that. No, you're absolutely right. I want to continue that conversation when we come back from our break, because you're right. The question is, what can we do now and what do we do now? What are we able to do now? Because just sitting there and saying, well, we'll get them next time in the election, if they still an election with 75 million votes and one of the biggest energetic movements by President Donald Trump in American history, and they can fraud that, then... Voting is not going to solve this issue. What's going to be done short of picking up arms, which nobody wants, what can be done moving forward? So we'll do that when we come back here at Selwyn Duke, uh, the new American, along with other uh, great publications that he writes for. We'll do that here on the show here on The Voice of Reason, the right around the corner. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. 
Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I can't believe the show's almost over already. It goes by way too fast and still so much to talk about. We'll have to get to a lot of it tomorrow, which we do have some great, awesome guests lined up for the next couple of days and actually like the next two weeks booked out already as well. So that's really cool. Real quickly, before we get back to our guest that we have today, uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw ended up releasing the number of executive orders that Biden was signing today, like after all the ceremonial stuff. That was going on throughout the day today after the inauguration. There were 17 in total, and the first three of them, first four of them, are just one, five of them really. And all of them are just, <laughs> yeah, great uniters. Number one, stopping the border wall construction. That's going to unite Republicans and conservatives, right? Number two, ending the Muslim travel ban. You mean the same one that Barack Obama signed when he was in office that Donald Trump just re-signed when uh, we needed to? Rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement, ending the Keystone XL Pipeline. Uh, counting non-citizens in the U.S. Census again, rejoining the U.S. Uh, the World Health Organization, the 100-day masking challenge, because, you know, the last 200 days of masks have obviously did so well, uh, extending eviction, foreclosure uh, moratoriums, continuing the pause on student loan payments, changing Trump's arrest priorities for immigration, uh, keep protections for a group of uh, Liberians in the country, restructuring federal government coordination with COVID-19, actions to advance racial equality through the federal government, strengthening workplace discrimination protections, freezing last-minute Trump admin regulation actions, and formulating executive branch ethics doctrine. There you go, the first 17 executive orders that Biden was going to sign today, so... There's like one that like maybe is justifiable in that conversation. Back to Selwyn Duke as he's our guest today. We appreciate his time very much. You had mentioned a little bit of what we can do because people are frustrated. They're not going away. We do not want to lose those 75 million voters that voted for President Donald Trump in this last election. How do we continue this momentum when the Republicans are starting to already go back to their norm of let's forget these aren't the joy Joe looking for. Forget about the last four years. Forget about Trump. Go back to the Mitt Romney style politics and then just kind of play politics with us when people are angry. We know it's fraudulent and we can't just wait for the next election because they can rig everyone from here on out. What do we do? Yeah. Well, before I get to that, I just want to ask you a question. When Joe Biden got to his 17th executive order, did he still remember the first one? <laughs> that's the big question today. Did he remember all of them or did he start using a red crayon? <laughs> I mean, that's the big question for the day. 
<laughs> I shouldn't mock the guy because he is experiencing <laughs> cognitive decline. But anyway, to the question. Well, here's the whole thing. You hear a lot of conservatives saying, I've heard this for a week now or two, oh, woe is me, our country is gone, our freedoms are gone. Well, here's what you have to understand. You don't just go to secession and you don't just do nothing. There's something in between. And that something is called nullification. Now, what is nullification? That's when you say, with respect to federal dictates, when you're on the state level, no, this is unconstitutional. This is unjust. We're simply not going to abide by it. Yes. And Thomas Jefferson called nullification, quote, the rightful remedy, unquote, for all federal usurpation of states' powers. And understand, this usurpation of states' powers has been going on for a 100 years at least, in fact, more than that. And we should have been engaging in nullification for a long time, taking a leaf out of the left's book, because the left does it too. It just doesn't call it nullification. It just does it. Sure. What do you think the left sanctuary cities are when they're defying federal immigration law? That's nullification. What do you think it is when localities defy federal drug laws? That's called nullification. And federal drug laws are unconstitutional, but that's a different thing. The point is, is that's what you do. Now, how can you actually affect this? Well, you have to remember, we still have honest elections in many states, places like Utah, Oklahoma, South Dakota, so on and so forth. In these states, we still can control what goes on politically. We have to try to elect politicians in these states who are willing to stand up to the federal government. We have to start, Andy, a nullification movement, a movement. We have to say to all these politicians, give them a very firm message. Are you willing to stand up against the feds and engage in nullification if necessary? If they hem and haw at all, no, you're off the list. Yep. Next. That's what we have to do. Once we do that, once we start nullifying in so-called red states on a massive scale, then the next move is on the part of the left. We'll see what they do. If they want to push back even harder, then we have to push back proportionately. Yeah. Then you never know what's going to happen. But we have to stand up because if we don't do this, our only other option is to walk gently into that good night. Exactly. we got to be stern. We can't be wavering. We can't be just wishy-washy. We have to be stern about this, and we have to be valiant. And like you said, the grassroots campaigning, focusing on the states again, the sovereign states that can actually nullify and just say, uh-uh, ain't going to follow that one. Uh, that's exactly what we have to do and be prepared uh, for what the response is going to be. Selwyn Duke, we love having you on the program, brother. Uh, the New American, you can check him out also on The Hill, The Observer, The American Conservative, The American Thinker, and so many other publications. Find him on Twitter at Selwyn Duke. Selwyn, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Let's do it again soon. Same here. God bless. Hey, you as well. Always appreciate it. Back at it tomorrow. Podcast going up a little bit. Until then, be your own voice of reason. There is hope we can make it through this. We will guide you. We'll be your leaders, your catalyst, because that's what conservatives do is we make things happen. Until then, everybody have a wonderful Wednesday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. 
and check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.